I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Happy Thursday. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. It is a victory Thursday. Men's team starting their year off uh, on the right foot, beating up Texas A&M Commerce, as they should. But important thing is uh, kicking off the Grant McCaslin era uh, in a great way. Clint Scott, Matt Estenson. Lucas White behind the glass. We are live from the first United Bank studio. Three full hours with us. We'll take you all the way up to 3 o'clock. You can reach us in two different ways. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. You can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, uh, throat punch Thursday entries. No sneak hmm. today, but that will uh, carry on. So if you're ang- angry at anything, just... Uh, you know, let them have it on the H-Flooring Center chat line. Wouldn't suggest you actually doing that in person. Uh, you can take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. Also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. That is uh, We Champ, Matty Ice. What's up, man? How are you? You know how a couple weeks ago I was like, man, I'm here Monday. It should be a Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is even worse. Because this Thursday. is Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Good. Happy to be with y'all. Good. Yeah. I'm. Are you, like, contractually obligated to say that, or that I'm really happy to be it? here with yeah. y'all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into the fine print of the contract I signed. <laughs> yeah. so. I always like that. Like on some interviews, when they say that, right? They're like, you know, welcoming in their guest, doing the normal kind of staple things that you do whenever you're introducing an interview or introducing a show, whatever. And they're like the ones you can really tell, and they're like, yeah, happy to be here. Are you? Yeah. It doesn't seem like you want to be talking to that person. It's it's like it's like when coaches answering interview questions after you know a post game interview. You just got to say the right things. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy to be here, Clint. Yeah, I think maybe the best version of media availability coach speech uh, is whenever or coach speak is whenever they haven't flown off the handle and they have been asked just some. Stupid questions and stupid questions will get asked to coaches, and then stupid answers sometimes are given too. It works both ways, but whenever they're just really like, I mean, just dumb question, dumb question, dumb question, uh, maybe a repeated question in there as well. And at the end, they're like, "Thank you guys, appreciate it." Like, did you appreciate it? Because I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so- Read the cue cards over here. It says, "Thank you, appreciate you guys." I don't. And this is kind of against, you know, my fan favoritism, but I really can't stand coaches that don't participate, just like players. So, like, i.e. Bill Belichick, I cannot stand to watch his interviews. Like, that whole, like... You're a Pats fan. Yeah, that whole, like, grumpy man, every game kind of thing Mm -hmm. is like, man, like, it's part of your job is to to respond to these reporters that are doing their job as well. Mm -hmm. So, I I really don't like the, the, you know, oh, I lost my tail, Eeyore kind of mentality. Do like, you think he leans into it, and and maybe not just him, because I think there's probably you know some other examples. But as you, I mean, when you think of that, like I don't want to be here, guy, you think of Belichick first, or at least I do for the most part. Do you think that he leans into it now because he's one of the coaches that can get away with it because he has done it? So now it's like I really can do whatever I want, and they'll be like, ah, that's just Belichick. Well, yeah, because he set that standard a long time ago, and then. You know the the whole winning cures all, right? So it doesn't matter what he says for the most part because he's his Super Bowl rings can tell everybody to shut up. So he mm-hmm. now that he's mm-hmm. he's struggling and stuff, yeah, he he's in a way he's earned that. But yeah, he now he just leans on it, I think. And he you know he responds so you know so literal. You know why didn't y'all do this? Well, we didn't have the opportunity to do this. Oh, okay, could you go into some more detail, please? Like, come on, at least play along. That kind of goes into the Family Guy episode where Peter and the gang spend the entire episode trying to make 
Belichick smile. <laughs> it, it's hilarious. Yeah. You know what's funny? Because then you'll see like some of the NFL films type stuff or like the behind the scenes type stuff. And he's like goofing around with players. Um, and and, and now, now Saban is not quite uh, as bad behind the mic. I mean, he'll get hot. He'll get fiery. He'll get heated. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's not all the way to the Belichick. Like if I could just give a one word answer, I would. Yep. Um, but it's the same thing with him. You think of this guy that's like hard to work with or seems like it's hard to work with. And then you go like to some of the behind the scenes stuff and, and it seems like, boy, like the players love him. That's, sort of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're, if you're there and you're, you're under that, those, those particular coaches, yeah, it's like the players, oh man, they're great. They're great mm-hmm. guys. And you're like, I don't I, see it. If you're a media member, you're like, <laughs> that makes me infuriated. You know what I've had to deal with asking you questions? Well, they just set things up on a tee for you just to smack it around the field. I mean, yeah. come I li- on. I just like coach pre- pressers that are coaches are open, they're engaging, and they're they're kind of truthful with you. Now, I don't expect them to spill the beans, but you know, I, I expect them to be professional. I guess on the like truthful side, though, like if they're being truthful, then they're also being who they are, right? Like yeah, they're just there's being, some, there's they're some, being their yeah, 100%. like their personality is their personality sort of thing. But you know. How do you feel? What's the uh, what's the time span for old Belichick? How many how many years on the sideline does he have over there? That seems like that is winding down until he decides. You don't think they'd ever let him go, or like, yeah, Bill, maybe you should. Stay no, away. I feel like it's more of uh, kind of like how how the Steelers treat their coaches. You know how Mike Tomlin and and golly, my mind's going blank. The Bill Cowher. Oh, Bill Cowher. Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna let them run their course and. I guess with Tomlin though, they just he keeps on. Well, he always keeps has them the afloat. Consistency at, at of least a win. A, like a float, and then will spike up for a season or something like that, and, and have a have a good playoff run. So I think the Belichick thing is a little bit different because they are saying staying afloat would be overly generous. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But I'm just curious because I mean he's an interesting case study because. As we all know, like skins on the wall kind of has a lot, kind of has them there. But at the same time, it feels like that is something that has turned stale rapidly. Well, and and you mentioned Tomlin always always you know continues to keep it afloat. When you look at them, they both have very below average quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. They both have pretty good defenses. There's not really a lot of star power with the receivers and running backs for either team. But Mike Tomlin continues to get wins, and I I think wins. that's. I think that for Belichick, I think that he's got to relinquish some control, which he won't. I feel like he's a pretty big control freak. But letting go of the offense, letting go of the GM role would be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. If I was Robert Kraft, that would be my say is, hey, we want you to keep coaching, head coach, defense run. We're going to hire a GM to scout players and to have a solid draft offensively because, let's be frank, you're just terrible. And at, that's a good point because side. you can't even do like finger pointing because – if you do finger pointing, like it's it's the Bill Belichick Spider Man meme where it's just three like multiple Bill Belichicks. It's his fault. No, at this point, it's his fault. Well, he was doing. Well, no, you're in control, and he wanted of everything. You're the mastermind. Yeah. Uh, right now, of what a two win team. They went with no offensive coordinator last year to try to get a defensive coordinator to call plays. He went and hired Bill O'Brien this year to call plays because they've worked together and it seems to be unsuccessful. So, yeah, it's it's Bill's fault. It's Bill's fault. So, I'm off. I'm off the the wagon. I'm done talking about him till Sunday, and I complain about him losing again. <laughs> you like a text group of like complaining Pats fans? No, there's like, no there's are you just like complaining to anyone? It's just <laughs> it's just me and my brother. <laughs> You're on like Boston-based message boards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's this like Lubbock Pat guy that keeps messaging? It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score, Texas Tech basketball, when we come back. Woohoo! Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
It is the bottom line of 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Thursday. Uh, boy, it's uh, that time of year where for Texas Tech, if you are a, a fan of multiple sports, uh, things are rolling. Of course, you had Lady Raider basketball starting their season off on Tuesday with a win. And then men's basketball picking up a win last night. Tonight, you have uh, some volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, they'll continue that on tomorrow. Uh, and then also tomorrow, Lady Raider basketball in their second game. Oh, yeah, there is a NCAA tournament game being hosted for Texas Tech soccer. <laughs> Pretty big one out there at the John Walker Soccer Complex. Uh, and then, of course, on Saturday, then you have football. And then you'll round out basically the uh, the weekend with more men's basketball. So. If you're a fan of all good the Red Raider it. sports, yeah, you it is a busy time, but it's a good time because it is active on the calendar. Really, it keeps on stretching into Monday before you get a break of anything because <laughs> Lady Raider basketball plays again on Monday. So there you go. Seven straight days of uh, good sports action. Of, for Raider, you. of Red Raider wins. Seven days of Red Raider wins. Hopefully. I don't, I don't see my, my alma mater putting up much of a fight Friday. I think the Lady Raiders pretty much handle business. I uh, I I knew they played Tarleton. I forgot. Are you uh, are you gonna be there at the USA full purple poo or whatever <laughs> that was? No, got explained to me. I still forgot. Up. We yeah. looked it up. And it, yeah, that's that's how important it is to both of us. I thought that was a joke. Like someone said that in the you know Tarleton game earlier in the year for for football. And I was like, I, I, this is over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not in the circle. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Tyler. You can get us uh, your Throat Punch Thursdays as well. Throat Punch yeah. Thursday. Office buildings. <laughs> I hate commuting in. Okay. Anything you're uh, real angry with? You need to throw some swings at, Matt? You look like a pretty even-keeled guy. I'm pretty level-headed. Yeah. Same. I try to think of the, the, the final outcome before, <laughs> like, reacting, right? <laughs> I think if more people would do that, the world would be a little safer. Uh, Texas Tech, you do get a win for men's basketball last night, starting off the McCaslin era. What was uh, what were some of your takeaways? Again, it's, it's hard to uh, – there's nothing final that you can take away from these games. Even if, like, even like you know, we talked about this going into it. Even like a uh, Michigan State situation where they get upset by James Madison and they're the fourth-ranked team in the country, that by no means, it doesn't define their season. But, of course, you're in the boat where you have brand-new staff. And, you know, of course, you'll get, you know, I, I would say we've gotten used to this part, but you've also got a bunch of new faces on the court. You don't really grow old with players anymore where they come in as a freshman and they're those three or four year guys that have been in the program for a while. Now we'll say some of the new faces you got this year, they got a lot of years uh, left in them. Some of them don't, but some of them do. Uh, but you get a 73 to 46 win over Texas A&M Commerce. Matt Estenson walked away thinking. I think we've got a lot of work to do. Um, I like the pace. Mm-hmm. As we, as we talked a bit off air, I think it's definitely going to be a rebound by committee because you you aren't the tallest team when it comes to down low in the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I know shooting was rough last night, but I think that uh, I think that through through the season, I think Pop will continue to be your lead scorer. I think he's just got that that in him to to be that guy in mm-hmm. terms of of shooting the ball. Um, limit the turnovers again. Something something we talked about all. Kind of just the sloppiness, which will be cleaned up. I mean, it's a new set of pretty much a new team playing together this year. You don't have a really a lot that came back from last year. Obviously, the new coaching schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it. I, I I don't put much much into it because of who you played. I mean, you were you were you were outmatching them in in every aspect on the court. So mm-hmm. yeah, by by no means. Yeah, I mean, uh, was the first game perfect? But I the, uh, of like things that you can take away, and this is what like this is what McCaslin said that he's wanted with this team. This is the type of guys he got to go do this. Part of it when he gets hired, right? You look at his North Texas teams, and they were so. I mean, 
you're just going, th- th- there's going to be no pace. It's going to be uh, very deliberate offensively. It's going to be the slowest basketball you've ever watched, right? Uh, turns out, like I said, it's more of... Uh, it was what, what random. Are we, what, are we, what are we doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> that was really a bit weird. I'm sorry. If I bored you, that you just, I'm going to go to YouTube. If I started hearing, like, I'm a snake over there, I'm going to no, go, okay, I've lost him. Trying to He's pull going a, down a rabbit hole. Trying to pull a stat when you were talking about McCaslin and, you know, like the auto videos that play. Little did I know this, this isn't the normal computer on brain, so uh, forgive right, me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, dude. Uh, but you go to those. North Texas teams, right? And you're taking all those away because of the play style that they did have over there. That was successful successful for them. Um, but instead, here you have a team that looks like they're going to try and get up and down. I do wonder uh, when you get into tougher competition uh, eventually, which I'm, I'm so excited to see like you face up with uh, you know Villanova mm-hmm. and going uh, into your uh, – non-conference tournament that you're headed for and see kind of how that does stack up against better talent. Because, you know, we always say around this time of year when you're playing the Texas A&M Commerces, when you're playing the San Jose States, the only thing you can learn about the team early is something bad. Um, but, you know, with with year one, that, that kind of goes away because with year one, you can learn some things and you are, does look like you're going to play with some pace. It does look like you're going to push in transition. Now, last night, if you're looking just box score and you go, oh, you you know, you did lose a turnover battle. You're going, oh, you just, you know, they, they defended you so well. No, there was a lot of transition turnovers. There was a lot of, at times, forcing things that weren't there. I looked at some of, some of the things and going, okay, sloppy, sure. But you have a lot that needs to be worked on but can be worked on. It's not like... You pulled away things from game one already going, oh, if you saw these issues, it was unsolvable. This is what's going to be the – you're going to have just 20 turnovers a game when you get to the Big 12. But I don't think that will be the case. We'll see. Maybe turnovers are an issue and we're like, oh, we should have known from game one. I think, though, like you look at last night, uh, a lot of the good was uh, you were – I mean, you, you directly attacked the rim at times. Yeah. That didn't happen a lot last year. Multiple guys doing it. Uh, I thought, you know, Darian Williams, who is one of those new faces, but a new face that has a lot of years. He's only played one year of basketball over there in Nevada. Uh, I thought looked looked the part. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe like a Devin Cambridge, who's a more experienced player. Again, not pulling too much away from this, but it looked like maybe he was trying to find his rhythm out there, find a spot out there. You know, not everyone, every single one of these players – in the starting five is going to be a double-digit scorer, but again, this and this is just trying to grasp at straws because it's game one. Um, and if, if you did go see their exhibition win against Texas A&M, this is the second time you've seen them. For most of us, this is the first time that you've really seen this team go under live fire, um, even though it was against just Texas A&M Commerce. But overall, love the pace of play. Love that. Yeah, and that the. the- you got so many new parts on the team that McCaslin and them will figure it out. The turnovers, I, I'm not concerned about. I think that just comes in part of finding the correct puzzle pieces to put together on the floor. You know, have, guys are, are trying to find where they stand on this team, how they how they mesh, and I think that's what will limit the turnovers. I think, you know, and McCaslin talked about just making the basic play, not trying to make the the showstopper ESPN top 10 kind of play and just, just make the mm-hmm. easy play, easy pass. Let's get the bucket. Um, but, but overall, I, I think that we'll continue to see improvements. Now, if this game, if this performance we had last night was, you know, one game before big 12 play, okay. There'd be some concerns, but yeah. it's, it's, it's the second game and there's no concerns. Well, in, in, it's first real game. That's and, right. And, well, and, I was tying it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But um, they'll be and, fine. That'll you know, fun. I thought, uh, especially compared to last year, I thought the ball movement was so much better. Yeah. Again, new regime, new ideas, new focuses, completely new staff. You would expect something to be different. But, man, that was very refreshing after last season. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. It was a nightmare in the half court. We had a team last season? Eh. So to, they say. Trying to forget. So they say. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score, play of the day when we come back.
bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Uh, it's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Matt, Matt Estenson, Lucas White behind the glass. Let's jump into Kaylee's Dailies. Really, this is a, uh, a revision on a former Kaylee's Dailies, and it has to do with our official bottom line mascot, Franklin the Deer. Mm. So uh, anytime we get anything about Franklin, I'm very excited. Uh, This from Kaylee. Today, I must issue an apology to Franklin the Deer. Back when Franklin the Deer became the bottom line mascot, I initially tagged him as an Axis uh, deer due to his reddish-brown fur and his white speckled back. But as Franklin has grown... His spots have vanished, revealing that he's actually a common white-tailed deer. She's been living a lie. It's like the ugly duckling. Mm. Uh, I apologize to Franklin for misidentifying and honor him with a spotlight for Native Species Week. Perfect. White-tailed deer are plentiful in Texas with an estimated 4 million found throughout the state. White-tailed deer are often solitary but have been also found to be part of a herd in some areas, white-tailed deer are similar to turtles. <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny thing. Uh, I shouldn't finish that. I should just stop right there and just say white-tailed deer are similar to turtles. Because without context, clearly not. Uh, white-tailed deer are similar to turtles in that they will not wander far outside of their home base. I'm at base. Typically staying in an area about one square kilometer in size all throughout the year. Male white-tailed deer uh, are known for their stunning antlers, which are composed of a bony center, horse name, covered in a velvety sheath, horse name, (laughs) for protection. (laughs) This sheath will shed annually and has often been described as being soft to the touch. I'm sorry, Franklin, for the misidentification. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. I bet he does. Yep. I I bet he already has. He already accepted it. Didn't give two thoughts about it, so there you go. Thank you, Kayla. White-tailed deer. Cool. Similar to turtles. Similar to a turtle. (laughs) Velvety sheath. This on the Yates Flooring (laughs) Center chat line uh, from Big Huey. Loop was a huge mess last night heading up to the game. Our section upstairs was definitely late arriving. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, lower lower bowl, as far as I could tell, looked great. Uh, Active crowd. Uh, I tell you what, it, uh, again, you should. You got a in game one, clearly important that you get the win and you put down an opponent by a lot of points that you should. Could it have been better? Sure, it's never going to be perfect, uh, especially in game one. But got a lot of highlight plays last night. Tell you that. Yep, that was nice to see. Always good for the. Uh, <laughs> not that you're worried about that as a head coach. Like, hey guys, make sure we get highlight plays in there. Alley oops, all that. The posters, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> you just want the win, <laughs> but that's it. But it is nice when you get that, especially to start the season. Tell you about the uh, like the Darian Williams dunk. Yeah, what are they doing? Like, I know that. I guess this can happen to anybody. It was like just just kept on just kept on driving. I was like, it was, no, it looked like he was like, okay, no one, no one's gonna no stop one's me. Okay, gonna I'm going to throw this down. Yep. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Panhandle Raider probably was a D battery, and Hax is making it sound better because he swerved and hit the curb. Why was the battery sitting in the roadway? Well, the battery was a true car battery, the picture that was shown. So who knows? I don't know. Maybe, like, I can uh, foresee someone, hey, I'm going to sit this right here on this part of the truck, you know, on, like, the side while I'm doing stuff, and then I'll put it down in the actual back of the truck. And, and then, then it never makes off. that second stop. Or, you know, the way some, man, you, you know how I many, like, flatbed trailers of junk yeah. I've seen. Could have like, just fell how, off. 
Like how has how is nothing coming off of that? So I'm sure there's several options of how that happens. Or there's a car not running anymore because they're missing their battery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Panhandle Raider said, I almost smoked a goat on a county road two days ago. That would have been... Slang talk. Bad. Wow. Stop it. Terrible dad joke. Thank you. Uh, you got in a head-on collision. How could you not see the oncoming car? A little uh, PSA reference there. Yeah. Well, hydroplane in the rain, and you don't have control over your car. Mm. Yeah, that'll do it. It that'll did. Do it. That was it. Car was uh, officially told. Man. I told you I had a brother-in-law. I, I, I felt so bad for them. But the sentence is just still so funny to me. And now it's because, like, again, everyone was safe uh, and they were okay and got a new vehicle. But this was some time ago. But my brother-in-law, when when he and my sister, they've just recently been married, not that long, but they had totaled a car because they hit a raccoon. <laughs> like, that is so unlucky. Even, like, it was, I mean, I think it was a Corolla, so not just a huge car, but it's just like one of those you hit it in a very, very unfortunate way. But the sentence of saying, I totaled my car because I hit an animal. And you're like, oh, oh man, gosh, like, did you hit a deer or like a cow break out? And it's like, no, I hit a raccoon. Uh, this on the chat line from Tyler, smoked a badger. <laughs> Is that slang for a doobie? <laughs> no, I it hit an actual badger. Uh, you were looking to make badger stew. Don't lie, backwoods Kansasian. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds unpleasant. Wow. To be honest, what's the weirdest animal you've ever eaten? I'm not one to venture with food and stuff like that, mm -hmm. so I don't know. Maybe alligator or something. Yeah, I was just saying if you had been like, yeah, I tried out. I tried badger before. Yeah, no, it was great. Chicken fried badger. Mmm, delicious. Yeah. Nice little red eye gravy over the top. Side of mashed potatoes. And then people that eat badger will probably say what? Tastes like chicken. Yeah. No, it, no, it doesn't, dude. It tastes like badger. It's all about how you cook it. Are you eating a steak? Yeah, it tastes just like chicken. No, it doesn't. It tastes like steak. <laughs> Cheetos don't taste like Doritos. They taste like Cheetos. <laughs> oh, I hate when people say that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs put the battery in question back up on the chat line. Yeah. Uh, mm. smoked goat horse name that from LBK Realtor 23 uh, Tyler said my wife <laughs> my wife also describes it <laughs> as soft to the touch alright <laughs> uh, uh, Matt we'll see you tomorrow yeah on our normal <laughs> let's jump from there real quick yeah. on our uh our normal Friday. Uh, so we'll break into this more, but you do have Texas Tech football taking on KU and Lawrence. Won't be an easy task over there. How are you how are you feeling right now? Knowing that uh, the way I view it is essentially like, yes, you, you, you won't be knocked all the way out of bowl contention, but like this is your, you don't win this game, and I have a hard time seeing you keeping your bowl ho hopes alive and getting those next two. Yeah. I mean, Accurate. you're not knocked out, but it, no matter how you want to cut it and slice it, there's three games you have to win two. So, you know, some people are, are going in with the mindset that, that this is a must-win game, and, I mean, you have to win two out of three. It, it doesn't matter if, if you lose this one. You still have your chances. Now, I will say, if you lose this one, then, yeah, UCF is a must-win game, and then Texas, that's must-wins. Mm -hmm. But you've got to win two out of three. Do I feel confident no you put it at a percentage i don't to, to win yeah saturday hmm. or you can go out of 10 however you choose you know your per preference percentage 30 35 chance three out of 10 badgers yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i, I just I, I don't think this texas tech team has given us a whole lot of reason to be confident mm -hmm. you know as bad as that hurts me to say so we'll see how it goes so i'll give you my prediction tomorrow yeah, we'll get back into it tomorrow. We'll see Matt again. And I'll tell you what, as I, as I look at you, I look at Lucas, 
I think we're all just like, hey, we should just all three take a, a mass exodus here and just welcome in three new po three new people. Or we just let Jamie run it by himself. What? Not even him. Oh, well, it's a mystery. Oh, well then it's all it's missed mystery people. Coming into the bottom line next for hour number two. Keeping the train rolling. Keep it right here on 100.7. The score more next. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. That music mean only one thing that it's time for the fastest growing game show in radio history take versus take josh jackson are your competitors i am your questionnaire and judge for points are you two gentlemen ready yeah i am <laughs> josh you will pick which question we get first jackson you will answer question first throw a little curveball at you okay do you want the food question the sports question or the entertainment question first I historically do very poor on the food question. Uh, historically, I don't do great on take versus take, but I'm going to pick the food question. Food question first. It yeah, is one of my <laughs> exactly. favorite times of year because these things start Eggnog. popping out everywhere. Eggnog and is that nice. is the can of three flavored popcorn. Okay, yeah. You get the butter, Yeah. you get the caramel, yep. and then you get the cheese. Mm -hmm. You're opening said can, Jackson. Where does your hand go for the first handful? Caramel. Every, every time, time. Every, every time. time. I, I like caramel, caramel, however you say it. We're all good here. You're, you're mm. fine. I like that one the most, especially on popcorn. Um, I mean, y'all know what caramel is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really know what else to say about it. No, that's fine. I, yeah, this is, that's kind of where I'm going. Josh. Uh, you know, growing up, it was uh, caramel for me, but... I don't know when it was when I made the switch, but I'm about the cheese. And you're one of those. People. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah, I'm about the cheese. Well, if there's white cheddar, I go for that one. But cheese, just like the cheese you get in most of them. Not gonna lie, if I could trade out the cheese it would of any flavor yeah. of any of the types of cheese for either one, more caramel or more butter, I would take that trade ten times out of ten. Fair. Jackson gets the point. Yeah. See. I don't do well on food. It's fine. It You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> Especially in take versus take. All right, so now we have the entertainment question yep. and the sports question. Jackson, what's the next question? Let's do sports. You want to do sports? You've heard bench, uh, start bench cut. Yes. This weekend, okay. we're going to go win, loss, coin toss. Okay. Your favorite NFL team, the Texas Tech soccer team, or the Red Raider football team, win, loss, coin toss. Okay, okay. So you said uh, your tech, NFL team, yeah, tech football, whoever that is, NFL team, and, what and the Tech soccer team tech in the soccer. NCAA tournament. Okay, on uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I pick so that I, for, wins fairly easy for me. I'll, I admit. I haven't been kept keeping up with a ton of the season, but it sounds like things are going fairly well. Not to jinx it, but uh, women's soccer for the win. Okay. And then uh, I th will pick the Packers to lose every week because I have no faith in them. Um, and I'll take uh, a coin football. toss for the yeah. it, where it's a coin. It literally is going to be like yeah. a knife's edge type game. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that it's going to go that way necessarily, but I mean we spent the last. 15 minutes talking about how it's not you're not we can't say you're just going to go into Lawrence and sure. so you know if you offered me a coin toss I might take it <laughs> Jackson oh gosh okay so I have I have tech soccer okay the one and for the sake of having a different answer, the Texans play the Bengals this week. And I'm going to throw that one as the coin toss. So you're taking a loss to Kansas. Well, I, can I have the same answer? As if this? you've got a better reason for it, sure. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, all right, then I'm, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to say loss to Texans to the Bengals, unfortunately. And then I do think that this game coming up is actually going to be like a knife's edge type close coin toss. So 
Who are the Packers playing this week? Uh, the Steelers. I could I could actually see that as a coin toss, but I'll I'll still put the it. The problem as a is just that because. I would also like to put the Texans as a coin toss, but I really don't <laughs> think that the Tech is guaranteed a loss, and I don't think Tech's girl soccer is going to lose. It's so. not. No, no. <laughs> You've got to say that they're going to lose so that the Texans have a coin to- chance. I know. A coin toss chance I don't to think win. I can say that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I really don't think I could say that. Yeah, if I did, um, if I I'd, I'd stick with it if I had to give it to them just because um realistically I don't think this singular game for the Packers makes a gigantic difference in the season's perspective and it's not a win or a loss isn't going to make me feel any better about Jordan Love it's it's just culmination of a season and stuff and uh I would like you know women's soccer to continue to do well and uh give Tech a chance to win yeah same reasons although last week with CJ the Bengals haven't looked the best this year. I think there's a shot. I really do this week. So maybe that's biased. It's 100%. Well, it's, notice biased, I said but. your NFL team. Yeah. Like it, automatically this makes it biased. I'm going to give Josh the point. He's a little more locked solid in his answer, ready to go. <laughs> Jackson had to wibble wobble around yeah. it a little, a little bit. All right. So down to the entertainment question. Okay. Okay. And this you have to defend. Okay. Josh. Greatest television series in your lifetime. In my lifetime. Ooh, okay. So I need to look up the specific dates for this. Um, it could have started before you were born. Okay. And then finished while you were watching. Okay. But it can't be like, I love Lucy. Right. Uh, because so, it's out of your yeah. lifetime. It's not my favorite. But I. But best, I, I would have a hard time putting a lot of series up against this just because of how even season by season how good it is how good each episode is but i'll put the wire because uh, okay. genuinely sitting through each episode i was probably completely in the world uh and the way that pop culture references the wire even community which is probably my favorite series um references it so much and yeah, I if I had to pick the best uh, in my lifetime, I would probably pick The Wire. Was there a chance you didn't think it was during your lifetime, like the whole yes. thing? Yeah. Well, no, no, started. Well, you clarified it could have started before. I there was a part of me that might have thought it started uh, that late, it ended late. before you were born. No, no, started before it, uh, you clarified the question. It, it it can finish in your lifetime. Yeah. But it's got it can't be oh. start and finish Wait, before you were born. What was the question? Like in your lifetime, what yeah. is the greatest television series? You couldn't pick I Love Lucy. It started and ended before you were born. Yeah. The Wire started in two thousand two. Yes. Ran for five seasons. Were you alive in two thousand seven? <laughs> yes. Then you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I would. No, no, the, yeah, the only... Like, you, I was here in 2002. You, you fully <laughs> clarified the question. This is why I was fully comfortable. The only thing okay. I had to look up is I thought it was... I thought I misunderstood the question. Ah, okay. And it started before... I was like, yeah. I remember the... Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> Maybe um, I am that old. Jackson, favorite television series in your lifetime? Okay, so... Gosh, I have two. Favorite or best? I thought you said best. Well, ba- best. What is the best, best television series? Okay, right. so I have two, and it's a really, really, really hard decision to pick between these two just because they're different. Yeah. Um. But I think that in regards to just the overall influence and the impact that this show has had. The Office. The I'm going to say Lost. Oh, okay. I, I lost every single time. The Office too, but uh, every single time when I was like around the age when Lost was coming out, when you used to have mm-hmm. to watch uh, TV with actual commercials and stuff. The the. American, American, American. Go ahead, sorry. So just the the hype around it, like the yeah. entire country is watching the same show at once, and I haven't really. I think that those type of days, almost like Game of Thrones esque, when it was coming yeah. out. Now people are, are, get pissed. Are, they're, yeah. What do you mean I can't watch the next episode uh-huh. right now? Yeah. They're they're disappearing. And I think yeah. Lost was one of the best, like one of the main great shows that like kept that around for a while. My other decision, my other choice was Breaking Bad, just because yeah. I love that show. I think it's one of the best of all time. Um, 
but I think Lost has more of an impact. My sister was an avid Lost fan, mm -hmm. and at the end of every episode, what happens? Black screen, Lost. And my sister would always go, yes, we are. Because <laughs> it would take, you know, multiple viewings yeah. and, and really trying to process what the heck you just watched for an hour. So that's probably a really good answer, Jackson. Uh, had you gone with Breaking Bad, I might have given you the point. Josh gets the point Woo! and the win in take versus take. Congratulations, Josh. Doesn't happen often, Although, actually. the fact that we had to clarify if you were alive in 2002 makes me a little worried. Uh, so we'll get uh, some thoughts from you guys off of that, off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. On the way, we still have question of the day from Jackson, more tech football, and uh, some NFL discussion as we've got three teams represented here and how we feel about our respective teams coming up and how you feel about yours. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107 The Score. Dot com. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. And I know we've got Jackson's question of the day coming up just moments away. I'm going to... I... I I don't. All right, I'm gonna do my best to describe this. Okay. Um, because, and I can show you. I can show Jackson. It's very. It would be very hard for me to show everybody what's going. Because I don't want to download this to put it on the chat line. Right. Um. Patrick Mahomes, his lovely wife and yeah. children, are in the holiday campaign for Kim Kardashian's Skims, and it's holiday like flannel. And these are the pictures. Um, th there's two. There's there's that one and okay. I'm just they're red and black, and, and they might not be flannel. They might just look like flannel. I I don't want to click on the link to find out more. <laughs> okay, it, it, it's Pat. I'm help, man. Okay, so Jackson, save me. Ask me a question. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Can't get that off my screen okay. first. Go ahead. So I have a question of the day, and it does stem from a little group chat or group chat argument. It, it's I not actually, Patrick Mahomes, is it? Please no, 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 don't no. make me pull that back up. That I was not involved in. I was very hesitant to have a stance on this one. Okay. Um. But I do have a lot of friends from Houston, and I also have a lot of friends from Dallas. So it was a Houston-Dallas argument. One of my friends was trying to make a point that the Texans have a legitimate shot at, at a wild card. And I don't know if that's recency bias, just watching watching CJ, and I just want to know what y'all think. I really do not know. I would, like, part of me, I want to say yes, but at the end of the day, it's the Texans. <laughs> and it's hard. So. Okay. The schedule. So, full honesty here. Yeah, I have watched exactly zero seconds of the Texans this year. I know I'm from Houston. I'm a Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan for way longer than the Texans have existed. Uh, I'm not anti-Texans. I don't want them to lose every week. Like I'm not that guy. But at 4-4 four and four at this point in the season, where are they at in the standings? I I don't think that it's impossible for them to make the playoffs as a wild card. I, they're, they're in the hunt at that point at four and four. They are in second in their division behind Jacksonville at six and two. You've got the Chargers at four and four. You've got the Steelers at five and three, Cleveland five and three, Cincinnati at five and three. You've got... Buffalo five and four, Miami six and three. So you got the Chiefs coming out of the West. 
I don't imagine anybody else there is going to make a run. Although, I guess the Chargers could at 4-4. Four and four. Again, then... It's still... I guess everybody's still kind of in it at this point. Right. Except for the Giants and the Bears <laughs> and the Panthers and the Cardinals, who all have a combined one or two wins. Not a combined. I either have one or two wins, and they're all in the NFC. So... I was looking I don't, at it. I don't, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors. To sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't think you're out of it. I I think you're on the outside looking in at this point. You still got some things to figure out if you're the Texans, but at four and four, embrace that. Yeah, enjoy. To that. Me, I think it's more of what the Texans are doing with themselves rather than like what other teams are going to end up following because they're just they've been a wild card themselves this year, like. So, I think it's more about them than it is about, like, where other people are going to end up falling. Although, whenever it comes down to crunch time, that's kind of how the NFL ends up every year. Is, oh, this team needs to lose. We need a win. Yeah. But the rest of the schedule does not look that scary to me. And sitting at 4-4, four and four, if you would have told me we were 4-4 four and four last year at this point in the season, I would not have believed it at all. And their offense just looks cr- – like, I don't know – Jeff said he had, hasn't watched the game. That la- last week's game against the Bucks was the best game of the season I've seen so far. And, I, like, just as a football fan, not as a Texans fan. Um, so, I hope so. I would – the reason I would say no, if I was to play antagonist or ante- the antithesis to all of this, I would say sure. no, specifically because of – I may not, have been, may not have watched a ton of the Texans – but I have kept up with the Titans just because I like Mike Rabel and Derrick Henry. And the way that Will Levitt has been playing is pretty great. It seemed like the And you Titan- got they, they got the t- the Titans twice. Yeah. I mean, it, it, especially, especially Jacksonville being in that division as well. You know, six games in division, you're having to that's your best shot. You know, if if we're talking about a wild card, that's still Four, you have you have to go three and three, I think, probably to like have like a realistic shot at the wild card. And those are two tough teams. I think if I'm gonna label the Titans one of those teams, that's a lot of games that you gotta like get on top of. I think we need to get the second or this next Jags either the Jags game or both Titans game. Right, it, it won't happen if we have it, anything and, other than that. Yeah, so um, the Titans have been. You know, its quarterback has kind of been their biggest issue. It was a you know, pass rush hasn't been great, but uh, it as much as I'm a fan of him, uh, it has been Tannehill not being a star quarterback that has pretty much not been the reason they're not progressing further than you know. It's interesting. This division, in my opinion, is one of the most interesting divisions. Last, like they've consistently probably over the last 10 years been one of the worst divisions ever and now we have anthony richardson cj stroud trevor lawrence and will levis yeah is looking pretty good too so it's it's interesting how it's turning around this is uh, another wet blanket on it when you look at and this is kind of one of those things that i'm trying to balance everybody out right and through eight games that this starts to even out a little bit is your point differential what it, what are you producing versus what is your defense giving up? Right. You know, kind of thing. When you look at the AFC, you've got Kansas City at plus sixty five. Believe it or not, they're not leading the pack. Baltimore leading the pack at plus one fifteen. Yeah, Baltimore looks like the best team in football. Buffalo right second at eighty. That's surprising. Which is a little surprising. You then have Kansas City sixty five, Miami at sixty. These are all pluses, by the way. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville at thirty seven. Cleveland, who's in third of of their division at 42 points, but they're also all tied at five and three right now. So that can kind of swing either way. All of them are above the Texans who are positive at plus 22. So that's leading me to believe uh, at at 22, you're playing a lot of close games, whether you what, and that I'm not even looking at at the schedule at this point to know if I'm right up, but you're, plus or minus a touchdown in each game right now to kind of balance that out. And I don't know that that, if you're that type of team throughout the season, 
because you're used to making those close games, you know what to do in those close games that I can think can benefit you later. But if you start flipping that just a little bit and you're on the wrong side of it, yeah. that can bury you in a hole that you can't get out of. You know what I'll say? I'll say yes. And it's because not enough time has gone by for me to fully remember it or latch on to it. But there's three wildcard teams, right? And, I mean, yeah, you don't have to be a 10-win team. Uh, you don't have to be a 9-10 win team to get a wild card spot anymore. You know, it was like two seasons ago or maybe even last season. I don't even know anymore. Where it came down to literally the last game of the season mm. but for the Chargers and the Raiders, Raiders I think. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah, to predict what was going to happen and what was going to go on in the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, I give them a shot just because three teams on the outside – I think they have as realistic a shot as anybody. They don't have to. It'll be interesting. I wish we got Lose your next two. Lose your next two, and that changes. Yeah, for sure. I wish that Falcons game haunts me because of, like, the difference between, what, five and three and four and four is just, I think that's where the season starts turning, either good or bad. The other thing the Texans are doing right now that keeps you in the hunt, you're three and one at home. No, that's nice. Win your home games. That helps. I was going to try to catch a game, but uh, believe it or not, tickets are selling... Ass, like hotcakes. Yeah. Call Mac, man. Go. I'm sure he's got some tickets for you. He was always giving away tickets. <laughs> that is our first hour. It's actually the second hour of the show, but our first hour in the books. We'll come back, get some more tech football conversation, and uh, get some more NFL going because we got three teams represented here, and we can kind of give us a pretty good idea of how we feel about our teams, even though we just talked about the Texans for a little bit. This is Bottom Line, 100.7thescore107thescore.com. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. That music can mean only one thing. This time, for your most interesting fact of the day, brought to you by Dos Equis. Stay thirsty, mis amigos. Gentlemen, did you know, on this day in 1946, which I'm already guessing you're going to both say, uh... No. Number one Army and number two Notre Dame played to a historic 0-0 tie in front of 76,000 fans at Yankee Stadium. Army had had a 25-game win streak, last losing to Notre Dame three years earlier. So a streak of 26-0. Notre Dame had next year's Heisman Trophy winner, quarterback John Lujak, in that game. This day, 1946. Nothing, nothing, 76,000 fans. Riveting. What, World War II, 46? Or was World War II over in 45? Over in 45. They were coming back from... That's probably why. Why they were undefeated because they weren't over there? (laughs) Wow, Jackson, that's a little dark. <laughs> they went three years without a loss, including World War II. <laughs> uh, this off the 8th Flooring Center chat line, which you can join in on the 100.7 The Score mobile app or on the 100.7 The Score website at 107thescore.com. As bad as the Cowboys have been this year, come on, guys. Uh, they're tied for third in the conference, and they took the Eagles to the last minute in Philly with questionable officiating. That's a bad take. My reply to that, and because I have pudgy thumbs and a very small screen, I apologize. Do you really feel like this team can overtake the Eagles? And San Francisco? That's a traditional Cowboys fan. You were just talking about the difference. No, no, no. Like, do you I'm looking at the Eagles roster and what they can do on a week in and week out basis, and I don't see the Cowboys able to overtake that. Back it up one. Do you see them beating the, the San Francisco 49ers this year? Now, granted, They've lost two in a row now. Three. Is it three in a row now? Yeah, I guess it is three in a row. That, you know, makes them feel less running against, like, the Hulk. Yeah, to add to what you just said, the 49ers also made some great trades at the the deadline. So uh, it's strengthened their already strong defense. Yeah. uh, And they still have Christian McCaffrey over there doing Christian McCaffrey things. Yes. That 
the Cowboys haven't seen like they had an answer for when they went head to head. And then just take it away from that just takes the NFC part out of this. Do you really feel like this is a team that can beat the Chiefs? And I know the Chiefs aren't like going to win the Super Bowl every year all the time. Like it's not like default that is theirs. Go away, Mr. Scott. Let me finish this thought, okay? <laughs> but there's still the measuring stick for yeah. everybody. And they're beatable, like as they've proven this year. They're not like this giant juggernaut. They don't have the offense that they've got, but they're still what you've got to compare to. And if I were to go position by position, I don't know how many Cowboys I'm taking over the Kansas City Chief uh, comparison. Micah Parsons is one. And I might take Mark, Micah Parsons number two overall if it was just straight up rosters between the two. But the Cowboys are a good team. I'm a Cowboy fan. Good isn't good enough. That's the yardstick I measure the Cowboys on. And they're not there. And I don't want to pretend that they're there because they make a playoff. They make the playoffs. Yeah, You've got to do the, something in the playoffs. Yeah, we, we talked about this like a couple weeks ago. They can put it together. Like I'm not saying there's not a chance that they could put it together. But to think that the Cowboys are going to do it week after week when the playoffs come. Three weeks in a row. Four. Like four weeks in a row, depending on where they end up falling. It's tough to imagine. Yeah, it was, I had a discussion with uh, in the break room talking about just football in general. And I, I, I'm i a believer in any given Sunday. Cause you sure. Because you see it all the time and stuff, but but, but not in the playoffs. It, it It's hard to go, you know, four weeks, three weeks, whatever, uh, you know, topping teams you're not supposed to or, you know, putting it together for three, four weeks in a, in a row. And they come, and this person, to their credit, I want to give them credit that they're coming back with a conversation. They certainly can't overtake the Eagles and San Francisco if things were differently than they were the last minute. I'm get, uh, they're a half a game out of first, and the general conversation from bad take Cowboys fans looks very different. Right, but that goes into why I feel the way I feel about the Cowboys because this is not the first time we've seen this, where you're one half of football away, you're 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 a toe length, you're a knee away from doing something that you need to do. The ifs and buts and candies and nuts and well, I'll have a merry Christmas. Is how the Cowboys have been operating since '95. And they're my team. There's the one game I watch a week. Everybody else that's jumped to other teams, that's watching other games, they're they're getting excited for everybody else. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not cheering against Pat, but I'm a Cowboy fan, and I watch that game religiously. I book my Sundays for when the Cowboys are playing. Let me just tell you, when they're playing Sunday night, that makes it a hard Monday morning for one person, me. <laughs> um, but it's not what there are too many other things going on that the Cowboys don't control. And they don't control everything that they can control. That's the frustrating part as a Cowboys fan. They're still my team. I'm still watching them. I watched them in the three back-to-back 5-11 seasons, man. I'm there. Let me just tell you that was a Cowboys fan, what is your opinion on just Jerry Jones in general? Because I think think it's starting to get to that point where are they going to do anything? As much as I would want to... Rant and rave about what he's doing. It's his team and his money. And I can't force him to do anything wait, he doesn't want to well, do. Well, we know that. Okay. Yeah. And one, number two, he's not going to listen to me anyway, no matter what I said. Yeah, we're all... But none of us are Jerry Jones, here. if you could... He would empty his checking account today to buy a Super, to buy a Super Bowl championship. I would rather have an owner that's like that and then flip it to where you're the... Oakland Athletics, where you want to spend as little as possible to make as much profit as possible. Now, Jerry Jones isn't hurting on the profit side either. Let's make this clear. Do I wish that he would hire a general manager to come in there and actually run the team? I think Steven does that more than he gets credit for as the VP of of operations. Okay. I don't, but Jerry's got the final word, but I think he's listening to other people now, and that helps. The problem is, is Jerry is a terrible contract negotiator. He continues to write bad contracts. And that kind of thing in the salary cap era will kill your franchise. And he's been doing it 
since the salary cap was instituted, which is also why one of the reasons he was so against the salary cap when they were talking about instituting it to begin with. In fairness, he's also not the only one that's bad with negotiations no. and stuff, but we're talking about the Cowboys right now. Right, so and, and he, this particular thing. Do you think out of all the NFL teams that he's the most hands-on? Yeah, owner, yeah. Owner. owner, yeah. Robert Kraft. And then, uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Robert Kraft. And then Khan. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his first name, uh, but uh, Jacksonville. He's probably right up there on the list as well. Oh, no, no, no. The owner of the Colts. Because I don't hate the Cowboys as a Texans fan. I just have an like an opinion that it starts Well, it's, with it's the top, something we hear about every you know, week. You know, and I don't hate Jerry either, but he's very hands-on, and he hired McCarthy, which I'm not a big fan of. And I don't hate Dak, but they decided to pay Dak what they did and kind of put themselves into a little bit of a, of well, a hole to dig out of. But. Not just Dak. Like, yeah, that's the other, yeah, yeah. like... That's true. As, that's probably something I lean on a little bit too it's hard. the total I, offense, yeah. but the offense starts with Dak. I mean, I thought the Texans' offense was awful until this year. And, like... <laughs> and probably, a rookie quarterback helps. Yeah. That's probably Let's make most, this clear. Rookie quarterback can make any offense look good yeah. if you put the pieces around them to go forward with. And this team misses Amari Cooper so much. I can't even describe how much I wish he was still on this team because he's a playmaker Mm -hmm. and he was a good playmaker for you at a relatively low cost. Yeah. You just couldn't afford him anymore because you'd done so many other dumb contracts before. And that's where you get behind the eight ball and can't get out from behind it. Yeah, it was you restructure a deal and that hurts you later. You're extending a window for that. A window that you didn't have open to begin with. But they're my team. And I will root for them and want them to win. And also acknowledge that they are not the best team in the NFL. Which is what the marker for the Cowboys is. That music means it's time for us to shut up. And time for the Tech Talk guys to come in here and do what they do. So, for everybody who has been in the studio today. Which, Clint, Matt, Lucas, Jackson, Josh, me... I'm sure there's been other people in here. That does it for us. Head over to Double T97.3. Just keep it here for the sports grind or Love a Cooper football here on 100.7. The score. It's the bottom line. See y'all tomorrow. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.